0: This week
1: on the Reach Podcast. Hey, I care about you, not because I hope, not because I need you to be changed into what I believe, but because God cares about you deeply. You know, you have these thoughts, but maybe that there's space for a little bit of misinformation in there.
0: Welcome to the Reach Podcast, where you can learn to share Jesus. I'm your host, Blaine Larson, and today I'm talking with Ryan Aldridge. Ryan is on our staff, searches staff, in Fort Worth, Texas. And Ryan, thank you so much for being my guest on the podcast today. Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm happy to be here. All right. It's your first time on the Reach podcast. How does it feel? Uh, it feels
1: room temperature. No, it feels awesome. <laughs> it's I, everybody's
0: uh, first time. It's brand new. That's right. right.
1: That's right. I have. It's, that's actually my, uh, my inaugural podcast.
0: Yeah, that's right. never been right. on any podcast before, wow. so. Well, we'll see how you do. We'll see if we use this one. All right. So, uh, we're talking about a conversation today that that you had with a friend. So, you kind of maybe set us up. What are we going to be talking about?
1: Yeah. Um, so, I have been on search staff for about 10 months, and this happened, this story or this conversation happened uh, just at the beginning of the fall semester, Um I have a buddy of mine who's – our sons play on the same soccer team. And he um, – I've gr- I've watched him and hung out with him a little bit. We talked, you know, basic conversations in, over the course of the weekends when we have our little boys' games. And uh, we learned that he loves golf. And so I was like, well, would you like to go play? And so we played golf for three times uh, before he ever asked – anything about what I did or... Really? Yeah. It was almost 12 hours worth of hanging out of just him talking about his life. And it was pretty awesome. But then this round of golf that we're going to talk about uh, was, it was pretty shocking because uh, it was really just fun to hear his story. He grew up in India. uh, He grew up in a Hindu family. And so I was just asking about that. uh, And that led to a really, you know, pretty in-depth conversation
0: where he was telling me a lot about what everyone should believe. Wow. So, All right. Before we get into that, yeah. uh, you've been doing ministry a long time. So you were with Young Life for, what, 10 years before you joined our staff or something like that?
1: Yeah, 12, 12 years, uh, 10 years in Alito. Uh, just outside of Fort Worth, and then I was on staff two years in McKinney.
0: Yeah. So, in in all of your experience, do you find like how normal is it to golf a few times with somebody or put in that many hours before you really get to a serious spiritual conversation?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, in in young life, you spend a ton of time just investing in kids, going to going to their plays, their their practices, their games. You know, you go to an away game or whatever. Try to create common ground where you have, uh, experiences with each other. You, you know, you kind of, the phrase is earn the right to be heard, you know, earn the right to, uh, talk about things that matter. And, but 12 hours of golf is a long time, you know, to just make it, you know, to try and, um, I mean, all you're doing is laying the foundational like groundwork for it. Um, and so... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I was prepared for that. I was a little shocked that just he was willing to tell his story for three different rounds of golf before even saying, so so what do you do? That's a pretty normal <laughs> social conversation is to be like, yeah, I work for you know whatever I do, and what do you do for work? And you go back and forth, and this was just, he was just happy to talk about him. And, and I think that that's more of a, less of a thing about he wanted to tell his story. I think it was more of a, I think adult men are craving for someone to listen to them. Mm. Um, I think oftentimes we, if we're in leadership at all, or like if we have to make all the decisions, people are looking to us and rarely saying, hey, how are you actually doing? You know, what's actually going on in your life? It's like, no. And so I think that was a breath of fresh air for him.
0: I know. I wish somebody would talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're right here. We oh, have this okay. whole thing. Well, this is about you. All right. No, I think that's a really good point. Because, and I'm asking just to make the point that we, we talk so much about relational evangelism. Yeah. Like, uh, it's so important that relationship and, um, you know, sometimes you can get in these conversations and it doesn't take very long. And sometimes it takes a few rounds of golf and uh, just somebody being able to kind of pour out their heart and what's going on and just. They just need a friend to kind of listen. So uh, anyway, way to go. So we're now, uh, fast forward. Yeah. We're to the conversation. How does that happen?
1: Yeah. So, and and I'll lay this out there too. You know, some people may have heard this little rhymey phrase, but I think it really matters. It says, you know, people don't care about how much you know until they know about how much you care. Um, And I think that kind of defines a lot because if you just start telling people all this stuff you know, whether it's about Jesus or about the Bible or about salvation or anything, you know, that can be a, kind of a turnoff to to most folks. But if they know that you care, if you've done that relational groundwork, and if you've done that, that you've put the time in and people are like, man, this guy really does care about me. He really does, um is genuine and authentic. Then when something like this comes up, it might be received as a, it might be received like uh he like he did. I mean, he knows that I'm not just trying to pull one over on him, but I actually care about who he is and I care about his family and his kids. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. So, we so my buddy Sam was uh he was telling me about how he's going to India for a wedding and it's his uh one of his cousins is getting married and it's a big Hindu wedding, huge like 10 day party. I mean, these weddings are gigantic. Well, I don't know much about the Hindu wedding culture. And so I'm asking a ton of questions. And so what is it like? What is day one? What is day? I mean, it was like the 12 days of Christmas, but just, you know, in celebrations. And I mean, he was telling me that they, it's a big deal. And so uh, I end up, you know, asking, I was like, so did you You grew up in India. Did you grow up in Hindu? Like, are you? uh, Have you experienced that? Is that your? Has has that been your religious experience? And he was like, "Well, my dad kind of. We we kind of like loosely agree with it, just culturally, I guess." Hmm. Um, And I was like, "Okay, well, uh, so is that what you do? You and your wife? Do y'all follow Hinduism now, or do you? You know, what is it? Where do you guys? You know, fall in the spiritual category?" And he he goes, "Man." I don't actually care about any of that stuff. You know, I mean, it's – I think it's just anyone can use it, um, whatever they need religion to be for them. If that's what they need to get through it, then that's fine. But no one religion can possibly say that they know the whole truth. He's like every one of them has their own ideas of it, and they all, you know, basically say the same thing. But then, like, some of them just make these, you know – grandiose claims and so how 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 do they have the audacity to say that they know what's true and I was like man it sounds like you've spent a lot of time thinking about it do you know what all of the other world religions claim and he goes well I mean I don't have to know like everything about them I just know that they're all basically the same and that they surely they you know and so that was <laughs> a really interesting like <laughs> it was kind of a oh so you you know you have these thoughts but Maybe that there's space for a little bit of misinformation in there.
0: Um, Well, yeah, and that's a very common response from people, isn't it? I mean just – they they pick it up somewhere – just they're all the same, and who even knows where they got that from? But it's in there. It's in a lot of people's brains. Yeah. Even
1: Christians. That's true. And so what was interesting is, you know, we we play some hole, you know, we'd hit some shots and laugh and he'd I'd miss a putt or he'd, you know, make a great shot or whatever it was. And and you know, a few holes later, I was like, hey, um, you know, you said that that no one claims to know the truth, but you know, do you think that there is any truth out there? And, you know, I'm going through some of our search training and some of our apologetics training, and I'm reading Questioning God, and and we've got some of these questions in there that he's hitting, like, seven of the 14 in one conversation, you know. And uh, it, was, it was really interesting because he said, you know, Christians just— he said, you Christians, you Christians just— um, you guys just all think that you're just wanting to convince everybody that you're, you're right. And if you don't believe what I believe, then you're just going to hell. And I said, man, Sam, that, that I'm, if that's how you've interacted with Christians, I'm really sorry. Um, You know, you said you Christians. And I was like, I don't know that have, have I treated you like that? And I'm just being honest with him because I've earned, you know, some relational equity with this. And, and he goes, well, no, but that's that's what most people do. I was like, oh, okay. Um, well, Sam, I mean, I, I really appreciate you sharing that. I really appreciate that you, you know, have been willing to be honest with me and not you haven't really held back. And he was like kind of taken aback a little bit, mm-hmm. like his face changed. And, and it was almost like a stutter, a little bit of like, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, you're welcome. And I think what... I gathered from that was I think he res- he was taken aback by the openness and the welcoming nature. Not that I'm some wizard or anything, but it was just, hey, no, I. if we really believe what we as Christians want to believe is that God loves them regardless of their choices, and we want to mimic that, um, and we want to— Step in there. All we, all, all my job is is to say, hey, I care about you, not because I hope, not because I need you to be changed into what I believe, but because God cares about you deeply, uh, and I'm supposed to be a representative of Him. And so, we can be neutral ground for folks and just say, yeah, share what you need to share. Be aggressive. Be frustrated. Be um, upset about what's going on. And I'm not going to react in a shocked, taking back way, I'm going to react in an empathetic,
0: kind way. Sure. So. Did he uh, give you an opportunity to talk about some of the differences in the religions and get into any of that?
1: Yeah, so we talked a little bit about uh, Hinduism and how, you know, tru- uh, how truth is – um, kind of in everything, and you experience God through all things. Um, and the, but he was, but he said, you know, I, but I don't know about all that. Like that just feels, that just feels like you're looking into the stars. And I was like, okay. And he was like, but Christians, you know, it was just so interesting because he was equating all the five or. Not all five, but he was equating some of the big religions in the world, and then making these wide sweeping blanket statements. And I said, "Where did where did you hear that?" And he's like, "Well, that's just what everybody thinks." And so it was. I was like, "Okay, I'm not going to go into a full on informational drop, you know, and and throw a throw a Dropbox of of files on him of what this one believes and what this one believes and that kind of thing." Um, but I did want to listen. And so I asked him when he said, you Christians, I said, what do you mean by that, bud? And he, you know, he was like, well, I just feel like if Christians just, if if God would just send people to hell because they don't believe what he wants them to believe, like that's just an unkind thing. That's an unkind God. And I was like, well, the God of the Bible that you know, and you 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 mentioned that you know he called me you Christians, and so I said, Sam. I mean, I am a Christian. You know, I don't know about you Christians, but uh, <laughs> I do believe in Jesus. And um, I said, Sam, have you spent time reading about who Jesus is and what Jesus says about those who don't uh, believe in Him? And what happens if people, the people who do believe in him, like how he, have you read the stories of how Jesus walked on earth and treated those who didn't believe in him and how he spent time with the people who uh, didn't know who he was at the time? Have you read any of those stories? And he goes, no, man, uh, I haven't. I haven't It'd be just because, I mean, I, I feel like I have a good picture of who that is already. And so it was kind of a ignorance or, a, or, a, or not an ignorance, a unwillingness to To kind of search that out. Um, And what was the the most interesting piece about the whole conversation, in my opinion, was towards the end of it, he looked at me and he goes, hey, Ryan, I've never had a Christian listen to me for as long as you have. Because he talked that that monologue, you know, we had some back and forth, but his worldview religious religious monologue was about five holes, which is what an hour almost, um, where I just asked a few pointed questions, but he just kept going and was educating me on what his thoughts were, which is fine. And, And, and I think great, but what I think what was important was I was listening to him. I was not affirming his thoughts, but affirming him being honest and being vulnerable and, At the end of it, he goes, Ryan, I've never had a Christian listen to me like you. I've only had people look at me and say how I was wrong, immediately try to prove me wrong, you know, disprove all of my, you know, whatever, and just say, well, you should should just believe. You shouldn't believe that. You should think this. And I was like, well, Sam, I, I care about you, buddy. Like, I don't think it's very kind to look at anybody and say, you should stop believing everything you believe and start believing something that I believe. I, d- I think that's a little arrogant, and I don't pride myself on being arrogant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was, I, was, I was really encouraged by his self-awareness to, to see that, like, man, maybe Ryan's Jesus is different than all those you Christians that I know. So is that how you left the conversation? Uh, that's where I left that one yeah um and we have hang- hung out a couple times since um and he is more and more open to at least you know having dialogue back and forth uh we've kind of broken down some of those things I haven't led back into hey so tell me more about this you you know I haven't like gone deep into the the spiritual questions but he the thing that he said at the end of the park or at the parking lot when we dropped our Stuff off and got back in our trucks. Is he said, Man, Ryan, I want our golf rounds to be more like this. Uh, He's like, Those first few were great, but this one was really interesting. I said, I'd,
0: I'd be happy to, you know, this is great. I loved it too, <laughs> man. So that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it goes into even societally things that are going on with people just not having friends. Yeah, I mean, some of this feels like friendship 101, but I mean, just going golfing and talking about more than surface level stuff is, is just, it's unique. Mm. You know,
1: one of the main things I describe when people ask me, if I know that there's, um, if they're a believer or if they're a Christian, if, you know, if they have known who I am and they know what, that I've changed, you know, that I'm working for search, when they ask like, what do you really do? Uh. One of my main little elevator spiels is guys spend so much time talking about the live tour contracts, how good or bad the Cowboys are, depending on what side of America's team you're on. You know, <laughs> yeah, we talk about we talk about all those different topics and we, we just, you know, oh, man, man, and my, my son's got a soccer game. And what? Oh, your daughter's got a cheer cheer lesson. And and, you know, oh, it's the Christmas season. You got any Christmas parties? and then we leave and i think that that loneliness that you were talking about is just i think it's just so pervasive where even guys like me sometimes get to a point you know you meant, you joked about it You're like i wish someone would talk to me like that but i think that like even even people in relational ministry and pastors and other folks desperately are waiting for somebody to say i see you but that comes from an inner an inner DNA um, fabric that we were built that way because in the garden when God created Adam and Eve, I mean, he comes in and he says, I see you, you know, and he walks with them. And I think that's what we long for. And I think Sam is just experiencing kind of a friendship that's different than any of his work relationships just because it's extremely authentic and genuine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and then as you look at this conversation, because we're doing this podcast to help people uh, feel more equipped, be more equipped to have these conversations themselves. So uh, how do you feel it went? Is there anything you go, man, I wish I would have done that different? Yeah. And it's okay if there's not.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel really encouraged by it because um, I think the proof was in the pudding of I laid the groundwork of times before. I I spent time asking him that round all about his family, his history growing up, what a Hindu wedding looks like, who officiates a Hindu wedding. Oh, your, your brother's doing it. Uh, is he a, is he a priest or a pastor or whatever a Hindu, you know, authority would be? And he's like, no, he's just, he just got something online. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, is that enough? You know, whatever. So you spend all that time asking questions that are really intentional and that leads to – sometimes can lead to him giving an – opening a door to say, hey, so where where do you stand with all that stuff? And I could have, you know, out the gate been like, oh, yeah, I work for a Christian organization. You know, what do you think about God? And it could have worked out. He could have been willing to share that stuff maybe. Um, but I think the the beauty of it is the laying the groundwork. So what I think I could have done better – um. sometimes I get, you know, sometimes I just get scared of if I'm going to ask a big question or if I'm going to ask a pointed question, that it's going to kill the whole conversation or whatever. And I think that if you've done the groundwork, if you laid the, if, if you've been relational, been kind, been intentional, uh, those, those, those questions don't come off as conversational killers. They come off as
0: care, caring. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We always like to end with this question. If there's one takeaway you want everybody listening to know, one, one principle or just thought or whatever, what's one takeaway from this interaction that we ought to leave with? Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Um, I think if I was – I mean I just think that it's so important to look at people like they are – creations of God, um, and not projects and not conversion tactics and not numbers on the, on the scoreboard, uh, but just real people. Um, and then when you, when you truly care about people like that, when you truly walk into their lives and say, I just want to spend time with you because you're you, not because I have an agenda, uh, I think that's where relationships thrive. And then those questions become a little less scary. If you don't know an answer, you don't look silly or they don't look at you like, oh, I can't believe you don't even know the answers. It's like all some of those big barriers of sharing your faith kind of fall away because you become a real person to them and not just this like stoic, cold, uh, spiritual conversation guy or girl.
0: That is a fantastic takeaway, seriously. And uh, really, really appreciate you being on the podcast and sharing the story. Yeah, Ryan, This thanks. has been awesome. Very, thank, very fun. Thank you for having me. It's been uh, – I got, my maiden voyage is complete. And you know what? I think I'm going to say this publicly. I think we're going to do it again. <laughs> yes. This, this was fun. Um, hey, thank you, everybody, too, for listening to the Reach Podcast, and we'll see you next week.